Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I want to talk to you about depression and how you can spot the signs of depression. And even if you're not depressed yourself, you may know someone in your life who is going through depression, whether it's a child, a spouse, a relative, a friend. Depression affects everyone, not just the person who is going through depression, but it also affects those loved ones who are around that person. And since I've had a little bit of experience with this myself, um, with my children, I wanted to talk to you about it because I thought that it could be helpful And I think that especially while we're still continuing to be in this pandemic and some people are still being isolated, it's becoming harder and harder on people. And so it's easier for someone who already is prone to depression to really experience even more depression. And maybe even some people who haven't experienced depression ever before might be starting to feel that way because... Let me tell you, my friend always jokes and laughs and says, people need to check on the huggers because I'm a hugger and I'm not doing okay because I can't hug anybody. And though she's joking when she says it, there is some truth to that because hugging people actually does cause good feelings in your body and it releases positive energy and causes you to feel better. So if we're not able to do those things that cause us to feel better, we're going to be more likely to experience some depression. So I want to talk about what are some of the symptoms and signs of depression, and then what can you do naturally for depression? I am a big proponent of seeking help when you need it, and finding counseling if you need it is a great way to help. But I will also say that you have to find a counselor that you feel comfortable with and that you are connected to, that you feel like you can trust. Because I have, I have gone to counseling myself and I can tell you that I've been to counselors who were super helpful. I really, really learned a lot. And then I've been to counselors who didn't really do too much. And it really is all about the kind of counselor that you get and the connection you make with them. Same thing, I am also a proponent that if medication is needed, that of course you um, take the steps needed to get that kind of help. But again, there are so many different kinds of medications and it's not a one size fits all that, oh, if I'm depressed, I'll just take Paxil or I'll just take you know uh, Zoloft or whatever and it's going to be fine. You have to have not only the right kind, you also have to have the right dosage. And so a lot of people who go through depression never find the right kind of medication because they just give up because it's frustrating. It's frustrating to try something and then go, no, I don't like that. I'd rather try something else. But it's so important to stick with it and to really find the right kind of medication because if you don't, it can be really disastrous. So while I'm a big proponent of both of those things, I am going to talk to you about just things that you can do yourself to help get you out of that depressed state. And 
I'm a big also proponent of don't knock it until you've tried it. And so, you know, I said this to my kids, you need to try this, you need to try that, you know, and, and I would at first get the pushback from them, like, well, that doesn't help. I was like, did you try it? No. Well, how do you know? So make sure that you try everything because you don't know what works for you if you don't try it. And it's like with anything, like I think about when my kids were little, I used to make them eat everything, like try it, you know, because they would have been those picky kids who only ate chicken nuggets or mac and cheese if I never would have made them try it. But my son actually enjoyed baked fish and broccoli and they love Brussels sprouts too. And people always still give us weird looks like, why are you making your kids eat Brussels sprouts? And I would say, I'm not making them, like I made them try it once and they loved it. But they would never have known that had they not tried it. So same thing, you never know what will work with you if you don't try it. So first of all, I wanna talk about what depression is. Everybody naturally goes through periods in their life where maybe they don't feel well. And especially if you're going through a spiritual awakening, we have that whole dark night of the soul where it feels like, everything negative that can come at you does because we're kind of shedding our old skin. That's normal. But a major depression is a mood disorder and it's a mental illness. It causes significantly and persistently low mood. So it's not just like, oh, I felt down for a day or for a week or a month. It is months and months at a time. So the symptoms of this are just persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. A really big sign is a loss of interest in doing activities that you normally enjoy. So if you're normally a person that enjoys going to the movies or playing sports, and then all of a sudden you just don't feel like doing it anymore, that's a sign. Difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much is a sign, and that's something that my son definitely did. He would come home from school and go to sleep as soon as he got home from school, and he would sleep until bedtime, and then he'd get up for a couple of hours, maybe do his homework, and then he'd go back to sleep again. It means like, no wonder his grades were not great. But he was, he told me, he's like, mom, I just can't make myself, I'm, I can't motivate myself to do my work because I can't even concentrate. So I, you know, that was a constant battle, but I understood it. And at the same time, it's like, how do we get through this? Another thing that you might experience is weight gain or weight loss. With my son, he lost a lot of weight because he wasn't eating, mostly because he was sleeping when he should have been eating. Extreme fatigue. So obviously, if you're sleeping too much or sleeping too little and you're not eating right, you're going to feel tired anxiety or restlessness. You may have a lot of frustration or irritability with people. You might feel worthless. You may have feelings of guilt or shame. And a lot of that too stems because a lot of people, when they're going through depression, other people will just see them as being lazy and unmotivated when really it's depression. But especially with children, it doesn't help or make them feel better if you're telling them, oh, you're just lazy. And You know, it's hard to really see depression in teenagers because some of the behavior is very typical of teenagers and some of the behavior 
it marks depression. So it's sometimes hard to recognize what is normal behavior for a teenager and what is depression. Because like you said, you have the moodiness. Well, hello, that's teenage, right? Um, so it might be a little bit difficult for you to figure out, okay, is my child depressed or are they just a normal teenager? But you will see like heightened, like the sleeping and irritability and lack of motivation, like their grades might be one of the things. Because if, like with my son, he was an A student until junior high. And it was when he got to high school, that's when all of the stuff started happening with his dad. And that's when the grades sort of tanked, but they didn't tank overnight. It would just be like a class here or there. And then it became slowly, it the scales were reversed and he had more bad grades than he did good grades. So that was where we kind of started to see, oh, something's going on. Um, and again, the next symptom is difficulty concentrating, making decisions and remembering. So it stands to reason that kids who are experiencing depression and even adults have a hard time learning because I'll explain what's happening in the brain in a minute, but there is a change happening in the brain, which makes it very difficult to make decisions, to remember things, to concentrate. And the final symptom is thoughts of suicide and death. And of course, if you are ever experiencing those things, please talk to someone. There are hotlines that you can call, and I will include the number for the National Suicide Hotline in the, the show notes. But even now, there are even online counseling services that you can use, and you just need to find the one in your area. My children, we were lucky. We found an amazing counseling place. It's a grief counseling place. It's called Heartlinks. So if you're in the St. Louis area, you can use them. They're amazing. You just call them and set up an appointment, and now they're doing online appointments, and they're privately funded. So they only ask that you pay a $20 donation, so a $20 um, copay. And even if you can't pay it, they'll still see you. So it's an amazing organization. So no one is exactly sure what causes depression, but it's definitely a disorder that has some biological factors to it and chemistry of the brain plays a big role in it. So here's how the chemistry of your brain changes. So cortisol, the hippocampus releases the hormone cortisol when you're stressed, and that includes when you get episodes of depression. So when your brain gets flooded with cortisol for a long period of time, it slows down or stops the growth of new neurons in the hippocampus. And it actually results in the hippocampus shrinking in size, which is why you experience memory problems. Also, that influx of cortisol causes the amygdala to enlarge. And that's the part of the brain that's associated with emotional responses. When it becomes larger and more active, it causes sleep disturbances, it causes change in activity levels, and it causes also changes in other hormones. Also, the brain becomes inflamed when you're experiencing depression. Now, they're not really sure whether that 
inflammation of the brain triggers depression or depression causes the inflammation. But there's definitely a link between people who have depression and people who have an inflammation of the brain. So people who have struggled with depression for more than 10 years have 30% more inflammation of the brain. And that also interferes with neurotransmitters that regulate mood and it negatively impacts learning and memory. Another result is that there is reduced oxygen that also has been linked with depression. So when the brain is not getting adequate amounts of oxygen, it can lead to inflammation and injury and even death of brain cells. So that also changes, um, those changes impact learning, memory, and mood. So it is very, very um, easy to see why depression and learning disorders kind of go hand in hand. It causes a lot of other physical symptoms too. For example, when my children had experienced depression, that also came with panic attacks. And what would occur with the panic attacks is like their heart would race, they would find it hard to breathe, it felt like a tightening of the chest. And what my daughter told me is it felt like she was like not even attached to her body. And of course that was a very scary experience And so that caused her heart to race even more. So you might experience that. Also, you may experience chronic pain, and that is a result of depression. The headaches, back pain, joint tenderness, those can all be triggered by depression. And even though they don't really fully understand why depression makes you less tolerant of pain, It does, and I can tell you that this is definitely true because when my children both went through depression, they were constantly complaining about being in pain, having headaches or having backaches and all of those things. So I totally understand that. Another thing that depression can cause is it can put you at risk for things like heart disease and stroke. And One of the reasons may be is that depression triggers an overproduction of clotting factors, and it also creates variation in the heart rate. You know, again, we talk about the panic attack, your heart rate just increases. Also, your gut has a major connection to your mood and your mental health. Your stomach, that gut area, is sometimes referred to as the body's second brain. So when that's out of whack, it can affect your mood. So if you're depressed, you may experience stomach aches, indigestion, nausea, cramps, or bloating. And it's incredible, but there have been a lot of studies, and I have read them, not recently, but I read them a while back, that talked about how if we would get more of the good bacteria, which you can find in things like yogurt, kefir, and I love kefir, I think it's delicious, It's a like liquid yogurt, but those things and like Greek yogurt, they contain the good bacteria that you need. And I think that a lot of probably our diet and just what we're doing in general is eating away at the good bacteria as well as the bad bacteria. And that's not a good thing either. So there are probiotics that you can buy. You can take them in pill form, like you can get online and order probiotics. You can just, honestly, the easiest thing to do is go eat yogurt, drink the kefir, 
And if you're not a person who likes yogurt or kefir, then you might want to think about taking the capsule form of the probiotic. But fatigue is a very common symptom of depression. And it's one of the most consistent physical consequences of depression because your energy level is so down, it makes you irritable. You just don't want to do anything. It's like getting out of bed is just a chore. So what can you do then to help with depression? Because we know all of the symptoms it causes and it obviously affects a lot of things. So what natural ways can you treat depression? So here's some tips. Number one thing you need to do is to make sure you have a routine. Depression can make you so unmotivated that you don't want to do anything. So it's important to have a routine for yourself. And I would suggest having a routine where you get up and you do a quick little meditation before you get out of bed. And then if you're taking a shower in the morning, maybe listen to some affirmations or even do the shower meditation where you imagine that the water coming down is like energy, positive light energy coming down into you and all of the negative is being washed out out into the drain. Make sure that your routine includes things like I eat at this time because that's another thing like my kids would say like I don't feel like eating. Make sure that you say even if you don't feel like it and this is what we've had to do with my mom because with depression you don't feel like doing things. We've had to tell her you need to eat at this time. We're going to come over, you're going to eat breakfast, then you're going to eat lunch at this time. So you need to get into a routine so that you get a little bit more structure that can help you to get back on track again. Also, set goals for yourself. What's one thing you can get accomplished today? And your list of goals doesn't have to be super long. But maybe you say, you know what, today I need to get laundry done. Today I need to go to the store and get groceries. What is one thing that you can set a goal for it that you can accomplish? Because actually, when you accomplish a goal, it makes you feel better. And then you can start slowly adding more goals to your daily list. Exercise is another thing that's really important because it releases endorphins and those temporarily boost your mood and that really helps with depression. You don't have to go and, you know, run 60 miles, but even just walking around the block a few times will help you. Also, your diet is really important. I mean, there's not a magic diet that fixes depression, but there are things that actually contribute to depression. So if you're eating things that are really sugary and full of fat, and that's going to not make you feel good. But if you're eating foods that are high in folic acid or foods that have omega-3 fatty acids, those are going to help ease depression. And let me tell you, they make, um, and I haven't ordered them in a while, but when my son was little, and now that I'm thinking about this, I need to make him start taking them again. They used to make these little omega-3 oil packets for kids, and they were like orange flavored or something. And I would make him take them and they seemed to help him. You know, we were worried when he was younger that he had ADD and 
That actually seemed to help to incorporate more omega-3 fatty acids in his diet. So you can do that naturally by eating salmon or tuna, or you can supplement those omega-3 um, packets. So just, I think I ordered them from Amazon, but just do a search for omega-3 fatty acids for kids because they make those packets that the kids don't mind. Like he would take it and he didn't really complain too much. And then in folic acid, foods like spinach and avocado, or again, you can just look and see if they have a supplement that kids can take. Also, making sure that sleep patterns are better. So try to go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time. Try not to nap. Try to take distractions out of the equation. So if you have, you know, your phone or your TV, turning it off a half an hour before you're trying to go to sleep. And I would even say do a meditation before you go to sleep. That will help you. Kind of quiets the mind and gets you in the mood to really go to sleep. Another thing you can do is to take on responsibilities. You may have not done things for a while because you just didn't feel like doing it. But if you get up and you, you know, say, I'm going to vacuum the house today. Or I'm going to go out and volunteer today to help someone else. Because actually volunteering and helping others is a great way to boost your mood. Because what it does is it takes the attention away from yourself and it puts it on others in a positive way because you're helping others. Also, you have to challenge your negative thoughts. So a lot of the work you have to do in fighting depression is really mental. When you're depressed, you leap to the worst possible conclusion, like what's going to happen, and you think about all of the things that might happen that make you feel terrible. And instead, what you need to do is get your thoughts in check. So when a bad thought comes in, you say rewind, delete, and we replace it with a better feeling thought. Another thing that you need to do is to try something different, try something new. When you're depressed, you're usually stuck doing the same thing over and over again, and it's a cycle and there's nothing exciting. So push yourself out of your comfort zone and try something new. Well, that could be to go to a museum or get a new book or volunteer somewhere or take a new language or travel somewhere. I mean, doing something different challenges you, but it also causes chemical changes in the brain. When you try something new, it alters the level of dopamine in your brain, which is associated with pleasure, enjoyment, and learning. So doing more new things could increase the amount of dopamine that your brain creates. It sounds weird, but you really have to work at having fun and enjoying your life because our brain sometimes is wired to naturally focus on the negative. So if that's all you're focused on, then you're going to think that your life is terrible and that it stinks. But you can try something new. And if you are not the one who's struggling with depression, but you are taking care of someone who is, it is very difficult. I am seeing my mom lately slowly decline into depression. And luckily, she's talked to her doctor about it, and they've prescribed some things for her. So she's going to try that. And we've also been trying to make her get up and go out because part of her 
Her biggest problem is that she doesn't feel like getting up to do anything, so she just sits there, and then the depression sets in. But you can totally see a difference when we first get to her house. You know, we're all working now, but when we first get to her house, she's really like, her voice is weak, and she's tired, doesn't feel good, and is crabby. And then we get her up, and we go sit outside on her deck, and she sits in a comfy chair and sits with us and make her eat and then we all start talking and laughing and her voice sounds stronger by the time we're gone she's eaten something she's laughing you know it totally changes everything so the biggest part of depression is fighting the urge to just not do anything you have to make yourself as hard as that is and believe me This year has been really rough for me and there have been days when I just really didn't want to get out of bed or do anything and I'm, you know, forcing myself to do it. And of course, it always makes me feel better when I do. But it would be easy to just say, "Mm, just not going to do anything. I'm just going to hide. I'm going to crawl under the covers. I'm not going to get out of bed. That's not going to help you. So if you really want to start getting back on track, you've got to make yourself start doing these things. And it is going to help you, I promise. You just have to take it one day at a time. Don't try to look at what's going to happen in the next week. Instead, focus on what is today bringing and what are my goals for today. And when you look at it one little chunk at a time, like one day at a time, it makes things a lot easier because everything would be overwhelming if you tried to look at your whole life ahead of you. That would overwhelm anyone. So instead, try taking it one day at a time or one week at a time, whatever it is that you can handle and what you can manage. And remember to be gentle with yourself because no one is perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You're perfect the way you are. You just need to learn how to regulate what it is that you're feeling. And it is possible. It might take counseling and medication or a combination of all of those natural ways to work on depression that I told you about but it is worth it to do the work to feel better and you will feel better all right guys well I wanted to pull a card for you today before I left and so I pulled a card from the heart thoughts deck it's by Louise Hay and the card is I am on the next step to my healing. I listen to my body's messages and see myself as whole and healed. I am taking responsibility. I am aware there is something I can do to change. I love that. And uh, the weirdest thing just happened because I actually have these cards on my phone as an app. And I had one card pulled up to read, and it quickly went, I didn't touch anything, it just went away, and this card came out. But I think, what a perfect message. I want to read that again. I am on the next step to my healing. I listen to my body's messages, and I see myself as whole and healed. I am taking responsibility. I'm aware there is something I can do to change it. And you know what, guys? That is so true. It is true that a lot of this is mental. A lot of the physical symptoms that we end up having are caused from the mental things that we're holding on to. We are creating our own private prison in our bodies because of the way that we're 
thinking and the way we're treating our bodies. And we can totally control that and fix that and heal that. And you absolutely have the power to do that. So I hope that if you are struggling with depression, I hope that you're taking the steps to try to do things to turn that around. And I am sending so many positive vibes towards you. I want to thank you so much for being here with me as always. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a review from wherever you're listening. Leave me some stars on iTunes. And please share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 6.30 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I will pull a card for you too. Also, you can still get 10% off of Smart for Life if you are interested in trying their cookies or their protein bars. I still am eating their protein bars every day for breakfast and lunch, and I love it. So try them out. You get 10% off, and I know they've had some specials running lately too. It's just smartforlife.com. Also, if you'd like to work with me, just go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you will see a list of services that I offer. I still have my special running through the end of September. It's $20 for a 30-minute card reading. It's normally $30, so it's $10 off. All you have to do is enter ANNIVERSARY in all caps in the coupon code in checkout, and then contact me so we can schedule your session. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom. That way you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.